Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is my most You're scared ridiculous. to say these are, like, ha- these are like half-baked, uh, half-baked ideas here. Um, the draft should be a 38-day event in the offseason. Okay. Get off this <laughs> podcast right now. Steph, cut his mic. Hello and welcome to the Island on the Ringer NFL Show feed. I am Laura Pugliotti and I am joined today by the one and only Sheila Capadia, my illustrious colleague. Uh, Sheila, I, I know you've got an excellent take for us here today. Lay it on us. Well, first of all, this is, you know, I have to write a column today. I've got to do Ringer, but this is the thing I was most excited about. I'm like, this yes. is something I actually believe in. Let's let it rip. I have no other forum to uh, really voice take this that, opinion. So he, that's right. So here, here's the take. Join me on the NFL schedule needs a complete makeover island. That That is the broad take. You let me know. Do I go explain it? Do you have questions? Do you know what I'm talking about here? Think of the island like a record spinning on a turntable. Only now, that record is skipping. Ooh, okay. So the schedule needs a complete makeover. Tell me more about, uh, you know, what what type of, is this like Princess Diaries type of makeover? You know, I don't know if you've seen that famous scene where they spin Mia Thermopolis around a zillion times and she has all the different hairstyles and finally they find the good one. So there's a number of different directions you can go in any complete and total makeover. What is, uh, what is your dream look here for the schedule? As part of okay. this take, shield. Okay, so here's the deal. I feel like I identified the problem. So let me I, let me see if you agree that this is a problem or not. And then I've got like three fixes on how to come up with a solution. So problem number one, most Sundays, one o'clock Eastern time, there are what? Eight games on, nine games on in that window where some of you, you might watch your own team, you might watch Red Zone, but there are roughly half of the NFL's inventory and, you know, 16 games, if there's no buys, are on at the exact same time every week. This makes no sense to me. Like, no, are you, totally. I don't know how you guys do it on Sunday night. You do the recap show. Like, Sunday night, I have no idea what's going on in half the league. You guys are on top of it. Like, how do you spend your Sunday afternoons? Are you watching Red Zone? Do you have multiple screens? What are you doing? So this is actually, this is, this is good for your argument here. Because over the years, 
when I started, um, when I started being a part of the Sunday recap show, initially my thought was, okay, I gotta, I gotta get eyeballs on literally everything. So my main screen is going to be red zone, but then I'm going to have second screens and third screens of, of the games of the week and try to pay attention to everything. And over time, and you'd think I'd get better at processing all of it, right? But over time, what has actually happened is I've just gone, I don't have a good enough brain for this. I need to just focus on one game at a time, actually understand what's happening, actually understand the flow of it, actually understand how one drive feeds into the next and and not have the small sample size of just individual plays and little snippets of drives influencing what I think is taking place on the field. Uh, and more and more, I've just landed on watch one game in its entirety for the most part. You know, I'll click over during commercials. I'll, I'll be paying attention to stuff on Twitter, but I focus my attention more and more. But because everything's on at the same time, it creates a lot of catch up later in the day. Right. So you're trying to to go back and say, OK, I, I spent my afternoon watching Bill's Jets. And and now I've got to focus in on Vikings Bears and, and figure out what really happened there. So there's a real backlog. You're right. So there you go. And that's not just for people who write about the league or cover the league. I mean, if you're a fan doing fantasy or uh, gambling on some games, like it's hard to be able to watch all of these games. And listen, the NFL has a lot of problems, scandals in the offseason, Deshaun Watson and Daniel Snyder and Cushions and CTE and nepotism. Like we could do a four hour show uh, just Lions on those and tigers and bears <laughs> very easily. But why is the NFL king? Because the on field product, those three hours when you sit down to watch a game, are usually going to be pretty fun and intoxicating and exciting. You know, there's been some bad games, but most of the time you're going to enjoy that. So on a given week, there are between 13 and 16 games. Yet the average consumer assuming he or she can just watch one game at a time. Like you said, I'm with you. It's hard to watch multiple games uh, at a time. You can watch Red Zone. But if you just want to watch one game at a time, you can watch five, five of those 13 or 16. You can watch Thursday Night Football. You can watch the one o'clock game. We're we're both uh, Eastern Time Zone people, so we'll speak in Eastern Time Zone. The one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, Sunday night and Monday night. So five games out of 13 or five games out of 16. That's roughly... 31 to 38% of this big inventory that the NFL has that that their average fan can watch. Like, think about how ridiculous that is, that that's all the NFL fan can watch on a given week. So that is the problem I have identified. Do you have any questions about the actual problem? So uh, we can talk about this later. <laughs> I guess there is some question of, is the average fan, the average NFL fan, they follow the league writ large. And, and a lot of people do this, right? Because of fantasy and because of just how widespread, you know, it, it is America's sport, right? Like that doesn't apply to baseball anymore. That's football. Uh, are we sure, though, that the average fan is fully this character who wants to know everything that's going on as opposed to the average fan, like, say, you know, my dad, who's a Patriots fan, who is very interested in the in the Bucks because of Tom Brady, but who really has like somewhere between one to three NFL teams that he's actually interested in. So that that figure of five games per week. Now, that doesn't mean that the Patriots are never going to be playing at the same time as the Bucks. So he can certainly have potential conflicts. But 
that fan is less pressed by the problem of only being able to watch five NFL games a week instead of 16. I think it's a good question. Uh, it's one I thought of. I'm sure there are people listening who are saying, no, we don't, I don't need to be watching any more football. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to have a family. I'm trying to have, you know, a social life. I'm trying to catch up on White Lotus. And then Fleischman is in trouble. Do not give me more NFL games to watch. However, and, and so I think that's an important distinction. Like no one's forcing you to watch this about availability, optionality. This is not mandatory viewing that everyone has to watch. So I think that's key. But Nora, I look at like the anytimes the ratings people come out and show us like, oh, Thursday night, Jaguars Commanders was the most viewed NFL or <laughs> the most viewed TV thing in America this week. And so I think those numbers can inform us that, yeah, like people will watch some bad football. It doesn't have to be marquee matchups, but there is a pretty big audience for this. But I'm glad you brought that up. So if we if we assume that there's an audience for this, here's here's my three three pronged fix. Okay, are okay. you ready? Amazing. Fix. Yep, I'm ready. Fi- fix number one. We need more windows on Sundays. Okay, so I was I was looking at the NBA on Christmas. They had a game at noon. They had a game at two thirty. They had a game at five. They had a game at seven thirty. They had a game at ten. From noon until twelve thirty Eastern time, a span of over twelve hours. They had five different windows. The NFL has three windows. And I don't understand what the reason is for having a game at games at one, games at four, and then a night game. There should be, you know, you have the London games start at 9.30. We've already seen that people will watch the London games. There should be a 9.30 window every week. I mean, listen, I know it's, again, it's not for everybody. I like those Sunday mornings, you know, spend time with the kids, maybe get some exercise in before sitting here for 12 hours. So again, it doesn't have to be for everybody, but I think there is evidence that people will watch at 9.30. So you have an early game, you have a 9.30 game, you have a one o'clock game, you have a four o'clock games, you have seven o'clock games, and you have 10 o'clock games. Like, why do we just have that one night game? Like, you should have a 10 o'clock game, West Coast based again. Not everybody has to stay up for it uh, and everybody can watch that. So what does this do? This gives you fewer games on at a time it's a no-brainer. The early games are all East Coast based. We're not making the Rams host a game at, you know, 6:30 West Coast time. So all the 9:30 games are East Coast based. All the 10 o'clock games are West Coast based. And you expanded this entire window of games so that there aren't so many games on at one time. I, I feel like you hate, you do not like this idea. You do not like the idea of having to expand your Sundays to do less. So, so tell me Jill, what you think. Who hurt you? <laughs> You, 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 you and I both podcast after primetime, nighttime NFL games. That is part of both of our professional lives. 10 o'clock? A 10 o'clock window? This is offensive. Listen, this is what this is showing it that this is an unselfish idea. This is not going to improve uh, my life necessarily. It's not going to improve your life. Anyone who works at yeah, the but your, your take value, you've misjudged your audience. Your take evaluator is a selfish, selfish person who <laughs> okay. prizes her own sleep above uh, nearly so. anything. But all right. Okay. You the, the keep going. Keep going. 
Okay, so that that's fix number one. I understand there are some downsides. Again, remember, you don't have to watch every game. You're saying, oh, no, my my kid has uh, soccer on Sunday mornings. We get home or we go to church or whatever on Sunday mornings. But you don't have to you don't have to watch the 930 game. But you know what? If you want to watch the, a 930 game, the 930 game is going to be there for you. If you want to stay up till 1 a.m. and watch the late game, that's going to be there for you, too. All right. So that's fix number one. More windows on Sunday so that fewer games are on at the same time. Fix number two. I don't think you're going to like this one either. Thursday night and Monday night doubleheader. I mean, listen, if you're going to have games on Thursday night, just have two games on Thursday night. Okay. You don't need to have just one. Monday night, they experimented with that doubleheader in like week one, remember, for a few years, and then they stopped doing it. I don't know why they stopped doing it, uh, but they should absolutely have doubleheaders. Start one at 7 p.m. Eastern, start one at 10 p.m. Eastern. Now you're taking four games out of that Sunday uh, Sunday schedule that anyone who wants to watch can watch these games. These are nationally televised. Owners are going to love it. Uh, you know, players don't necessarily like Thursday night football, and I'm going to get to more on the players uh, later, but they do like that mini-buy after a Thursday night game where you get more time to recover. I mean, what's Monday night football's exciting. That changes your whole week when your team's playing on Monday night football. Give more teams opportunities to play. Uh, and so I think you can schedule it so that teams are limited with like, you're not going to have the same team playing, you know, Sunday to Thursday a bunch of times. Listen, we can get like MIT students or someone to schedule this out. There's a way uh, to do this, but you have double headers on Thursday night and Monday night. Your thoughts? This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Looking to get more out of this NFL season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over under yards. Pat's Dolphins under 42 and a half. Giants minus four and a half against the Colts getting less than a touchdown. Dak Prescott over 230 passing yards against the Titans. Come on, he's going to hit that. 
There's lots of stuff to choose from and so many more exclusive bets like both teams to complete their first pass attempt. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers, boosts just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code RINGERNFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit chaosgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Sheila, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm never so going to be invited you back. You started this on such a good note. You were like, there's so much stuff on and it's hard to keep up with everything. You're talking about White Lotus and Fleischman is in trouble. I'm like, Sheila and I, we watch the same TV shows. I'm I'm one episode into Fleischman. I loved the book. I'm so excited to keep going with it. White Lotus season two. I didn't love season one, but season two was like one of my favorite seasons of television ever. I'm like, oh, we're on the same page here. This is so great and such a mind melt. I hate this. I hate this so much. It's too late at night. Go to bed. Everybody needs to go to bed. The players are going to hate this. It messes with their body clock. And and we are advocating degeneracy. We're, we're asking, you know, I'm fine with asking the people of Los Angeles to get up at 6.30 on a Sunday to watch football. That's fine. That's their cross to bear. It's 70 degrees and sunny every day of their lives. They can deal with it. The East Coast football watchers don't deserve this. They did nothing wrong, Sheil. This is this is offensive. Uh, I'm never going to be invited back. That's for sure. And you're really going to hate my my third one, my fix uh, number three here, Nora. And now this one, I don't think you implement this right away. Like the, those first still start those in 2023. Roger, if you're listening, uh, go ahead, implement those. By the way, I have no interest in making owners like any more money. This is, but I know how greedy the owners and the NFL are. And so, listen, someone's going to listen to this in the league office and go, there's so much money uh, on the table here. So, fix number three, Nora. You're going to hate this one. Should be games on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Okay. We've had these sprinkled in during, you know, the COVID seasons. Uh, there was a snowstorm. I remember back in the day when I was covering the Eagles, there was a snowstorm. They canceled the game. They played it on a Tuesday against the Vikings. They famously lost to Joe Webb, by the way, uh, in that game. For those of you who remember games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So the first reaction to this would be, Players are not going to go for this. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, I want the players 
to have time to heal. We've both been in locker rooms. We see what these guys, sometimes what they're going through totally. after a game. I mean, I remember Richard Sherman uh, during an overtime game in Arizona. He had played special teams. And I think overall, special teams and defense, he had played like 99 snaps. The guy could not walk from the shower to his locker stall. I remember Bobby Wagner was helping helping him get to his locker. I understand that. So I think there needs to be strict regulations in place. It needs to be collectively bargained. How much time do you get in between these games? Limit the number of times teams have to play on short weeks, all those things. But if you're playing on a Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe those are teams that had a bye the previous week. Maybe those are teams that played on a Tuesday or Wednesday the previous week or played on a Thursday the previous week. So you have to schedule it out in such a way. Uh, I understand that concern and I'm all for making sure that you're able to do it. But there's absolutely a way to make it work. I mean, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are just sitting out there in the fall. There's no high school football games. There's no college football games on Tuesday or Wednesday. Those are the games people like you and I we say to, you know, whoever our friends or significant others or whatever, hey, we can catch up on some TV tonight. There's no football on. It's <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's go. What do we have? Break it out. That's what we do on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm sure that's what uh, a lot of people do who are football fans where they're saying, all right, Thursday I'm watching, Saturday I'm watching, Sunday I'm watching, Monday I'm watching. But these couple week, couple days in the middle of the week, I don't have to watch football. Let's watch something else. So again, not for everybody but it's available. Now, I'm not even going to make you do a double header, Nora, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Those can be okay, solo, right. single Much games, one primetime game each night. So now what we've done, one game Tuesday, one game Wednesday. We got double headers on Monday and Thursday. We've taken six games out of that Sunday schedule every week. So now instead of 60 or however many games on Sunday, you only have 10 games on Sunday. By the way, Nora, think about if you weren't doing this, maybe you just had one team you wanted to watch and you're like, man, my Sundays for 18 weeks are taken because my team's always playing on Sunday. Well, now your team's going to play on Sunday a little bit less. It's going to free up some uh, Sundays. You want to go to, I don't know, what do, what do people do? Go to uh, Pumpkin Picking Patch? Go to, pumpkin yeah, patch? Go to the Pumpkin Patch a thing? Yeah. later in the season. Yeah. Maybe go skiing, go on a hike in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. You can take a little See? weekend trip with 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 the missus or the mister. Everything's yeah. great. Lots of options. See, lots of Sunday options there. So those are the though that's the three prong change. We're doing five windows on Sunday. We're doing double headers Monday and Thursday. We're doing games on Tuesday and Wednesday. So now at the most on a Sunday, you're gonna have two to three games on at once maximum, you miss a game here, you miss a game there, but you're able to see more games. And so you say, who wins in this? Well, you and I don't win. We've established that our lives are going to get worse uh, once the NFL implements this, but that's okay. This isn't for us. This is for the the thousands listening, the millions. The league and its players win here because Amazon is paying Nora $1 billion per year for Thursday night football. When you have a standalone game, look at what that's worth worth. And again, I have no interest. I don't care about Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones making more money. Uh, That has no effect on my life. But think of all the money that's being added to the pie. The players are going to win here. I mean, you talk about revenue sharing, collectively bargain the percentage. We are adding billions of dollars to the NFL pie here. So players might not love the idea at first, but once they realize how much money 
is going to be available to them. The salary caps are going to expand in a big way once they see or agree to some of the regulations that are in place to assure they get a certain amount of rest in between games there. They're going to be in on that. The fans are going to be in on this. Fantasy. Gambling. You get to see more games. You get to see more variety. Your team has a Wednesday night game this week. Guess what? You're building your whole your whole week around that Wednesday night game. Are we going to the game? Are we tailgating? Are we having friends over uh, for the game? What are we going to do? I mean, that's what football is, planning these events around your team's uh, football game. And so you get to do that. As we said, it's going to open up some Sundays for you because your team's going to be playing more games during the week. And so you don't have to watch all these games. They're not mandatory. But life is so different now. Like my dad used to like, he would have like, headphones in at my like little league games and be listening <laughs> to like sporting events on like a Walkman. Life is different now. We have phones. Like I went to pick up my daughter uh, the other day and she wasn't ready yet. And I was listening to a Sixers game on the radio. And so I had par- parked my car and then I thought, you know what? I can watch this Sixers game right. on my phone. Why it's am I listening so easy. To yeah. When you can watch it. So you have availability to watch these things uh, on the move. You can record games. So easily, maybe you say, oh, but I'm on the West Coast. I'm not going to be home for that early game, but I really want to watch it. You record the game, you come home, you hit play, you fast forward through all the commercials. You're able to do that. Think of the ad dollars. NFL shows right now are the highest rated shows uh, on television. Uh, Financially, fans, everybody wins. All right. You're mad at me. What do you think? This (laughs) one I can kind of get behind. Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, you might have something here. What I like about it is, you know, sometimes, look, like we both try to be committed to our profession and and put in a good effort at work. And sometimes with, you know, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, to me, that means I'm always trying to watch it. Now, you have different stuff going on during the week, right? So you make an effort. And sometimes that means watching it on your phone if you're going to to pick somebody up or, or do whatever. But you do kind of have these these things blocked off. And sometimes it feels a little bit obnoxious, constantly telling people, no, no, I can't. I got to, sorry, got to watch Thursday Night Football. And I like that this, and look, I guess I'm still looking at it from my perspective, but I like that this introduces a little bit more choice. Can't watch Monday night? That's okay. Watch Tuesday and Wednesday. There's a little bit more flexibility. Um, and I'm into that. And I like the idea you know, it was happening for horrible reasons. But in that that COVID year, when all those games kept getting rescheduled, sometimes it was really nice to on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night yeah. be able to flick on the TV and just just watch an NFL game. Um, here's here's my question. The the overall impact of these changes, I think, has one key um, adversary. And it's red zone. Because red zone under the Kapadia plan, red zone suffers the most. It's not me who has to stay up later. It's not, you know, it's not the people on the West Coast getting up early for the the early morning Sunday window every week. It's it's red zone. It's our it's our guy Scott Hansen, right? What do you think the future of what does red zone look like in this world? And are you concerned? that diminishing the number of games happening at the same time on Sundays is going to make that product, which has been such a success and is such a thing that people love to spend their Sundays glued to, does that have to suffer for this plan to flourish? 
Uh, I think so. It, it does. But I think red zone is popular out of necessity because you have no other options. As, as we outlined, there's eight games on. You might have one or two in your local market, even if you had the Sunday ticket. I mean, how many screens do you have? How many games can you actually watch at once? And so you have red zone there. So Scott Hanson seems like a nice guy. I'm sure NFL Network can come up with something else for him to do. Listen, I'm looking out for uh, you, Scotty. Yeah, sometimes something has its thing and then you got to move on and innovate and go to something else. I mean, I do think on Sundays you could still have red zone. Like I said, you would still probably have two to three games on at a time. And so it's just, you know, bouncing back and forth between maybe three games and maybe people say, hey, that's still uh, better for me than having these all on separate screens. So, uh, yeah, I think red zone definitely takes a bit of a hit. But whatever money Red Zone is making, they are going to absolutely get that money back in different ways with this different TV package. Maybe they have Scott Hansen do play-by-play on a Tuesday night. You know, I don't know what Scott Hansen wants to do. They, they can figure it out with Scott Hansen and his agent. What about the flex system? Because mm. to me, and, you know, especially if you take my particular needs as someone who works in this industry and podcasts about it and podcasts on Sunday nights out of it. One of the things that I do like about the football Sunday is the sense of community. You know, even when I'm sort of taking notes and, and trying to put my head down and follow a zillion things, it's kind of nice that, you know, I've got my dad texting me and I see people I know tweeting and maybe I'll look on Instagram and see, oh, a friend's at the Giants game. And, and you kind of know that there's all of these people across the world who in this one game this one day one day a week for 18 weeks plus the playoffs that's what they're up to and we have so few sort of pieces of of monoculture left that it is to me nice that that football is one of them so to me when i think of the over concentration of games it's not so much what I have a problem with and worry about. It's not so much, okay, we might have 10 going at the same time in the early window. It's when you feel like more often than should be the case, the two best games of the week are happening at the same time. So if if there were, my version of this plan probably spreads out the schedule less than this, but would allow for more flexing of good games into good primetime windows where we can can focus on them. Is there a way to incorporate that into the plan? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the if, if there's football on the all these different nights, it probably is like less need for flexing games because they're just like, you know, everyone's going to get their turn. Everyone's going to be on uh, primetime sometime. I do think, you know, I was thinking like ESPN probably would not be that enthused about this plan after what they paid for uh, Monday Night Football. They still want that to be sort of special. So I think you can still incorporate some kind of flex and be like, if we, if you want to make, you know, uh, I don't really care that much about uh, ESPN execs being being happy. I'm <laughs> sure they're nice people. But if the NFL is worried about that, they could say, hey, we're still going to do the flex stuff on Monday Night Football. We want to make sure you guys have a great game. Whoever signs up for this Tuesday and Wednesday night, listen, all bets are off. But guess what? You can show them the ratings from some of these horrible games that we've had this year, the the Colts against the Chargers or whatever it was on Monday night, and say, look how many people still watched 
this game, you know, that that community that you talked about, like people are still watching and making fun of those games and making fun of what's happening in those games uh, together. So I, I think you still will be able to pull those things off. And listen, on Sundays, you're still going to have 10 games. It's still a football Sunday. You're not taking that away from people. There's still going to be a lot of games on, just not quite as many games on that typically are kind of not even on anyone's radar because you don't see any of them. And then I do have one uh, off-season addendum to this, which you're out, you're really going to hate. So let me know when I need <laughs> to get to that. Lay it on me right now. I think there's an NFL draft uh, component to this, Nora. I think that the, <laughs> this is my most You're ridiculous. You're scared to say these it. Are like, these are like half-baked, uh, half-baked ideas here. Um, the draft should be a 38-day event in the offseason. Okay. Get you're, off this podcast right now. <laughs> Steph, cut his mic. You're asking, where are you coming up with 38-day shield? The first round, we should be doing a pick a day for 32 days. I mean, I don't know when you need to start it, but you pick one day every night. It's a half an hour. Like it's an, an hour in calendar for football. Uh, <laughs> an hour, prime time. The team makes their pick, and then we have 24 hours until the second pick is made. I mean, think about all the content from that, all the analysis. Every player gets their own day, basically. And, and I can guarantee you, we would have more trades because these GMs are going to be saying, well, I have 24 hours to figure out what to do with my picks. Someone will talk themselves into trading up, you know, to number six in the first round. So that's the first 32. Uh, you, I, oh, I thought you were taking your headphones out and uh, being like, I'm done with, I'm done with Shill. I'm done with this podcast. But <laughs> just adjusting an AirPod there. Uh, Slamming so my the, microphone down on the table. That's the first 32. And then we just do around a night to finish it off. That's all. Once the first 32 picks are made in the first round, then day 33, second round. Day 34, third round. Every round gets its own night. You have a 38-day televised event. The NFL gets to just dominate a month in the offseason. Maybe you move it up a little bit uh, earlier. Maybe you have it in like April after March Madness. Maybe it starts April 1st, you know, right there uh, every night. For a month before the NBA playoffs start up, uh, you have something draft related. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We cannot do this. The content machine does not not need to be fed uh, to this degree. It has consumed enough. We also should not let go of the opportunity to watch on war room cameras NFL executives scrambling because a pick got made that they weren't expecting. The wheeling and dealing that happens when there's only a few minutes to go between picks. That's the most interesting stuff of the draft to me. And I don't want to let go of it. Also, that's too many nights. 38 nights is too many nights, Shield. Listen, that's not our problem. We're not on the draft show. We can ignore it. We can hop in. You know, we can be going on vacation or whatever. We'll come back in May. I'm not sacrificing Danny Kelly in this way. (laughs) He's done nothing wrong. Listen, Solak can handle it. He's got plenty of energy uh, as is. He needs uh, he needs to release that in the offseason. And so uh, they'll be just fine. All right, Shiel. <laughs> I've heard just about enough. Um, I am not on the island with you. I'm not on any one of these <laughs> islands. I'm not anywhere near this island. I am taking the first flight off of Shiel's schedule island and going as far away as I possibly can. 
Uh, this is a travesty. It is an affront to the sleep schedules of the people of the entire eastern seaboard of America. Um, it undermines the the special nature of a football Sunday. We've put Scott Hansen out of a job and the Tuesday, Wednesday thing might be nice, even though the players are going to hate it because they're going to hate the rest unless you figure that out, which I think is is hard, but maybe that's possible. That's the one thing that I can kind of get behind here. Um, I'm very upset and I'm not coming to your island. <laughs> this also, I understand this also, yeah, could lead to probably more family issues. I would think an increase in divorce, maybe some absentee parents. But listen, I'm thinking cutthroat here as a uh, I don't have a business background, uh, but uh, I'm just I'm just looking out for the average fan and uh, players and owners benefit. I'm curious to hear what people think about this. Well, look, all those famous business stories about what the guy who founded FedEx, the, the Arthur Smith's um, grandfather failing out of his his MBA course with the idea that became FedEx. There's a long line of successful plans that were deemed too crazy to work uh, when they were first outlined. So maybe that's what has just happened here, Sheil. We thank you for sharing um, your creative outside-the-box philosophy of how to fix the NFL schedule. Uh, nevertheless, I want absolutely nothing to do with it. And on behalf of Danny Kelly and Benjamin Solak, I'm upset about the draft idea as well. Um, but thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on the island. Nonetheless, this has been the island on the Ringer NFL show feed. I'm Nora Princiati. He is Shiel Kapadia. There will be no scramble this week because Shiel and I just got to put our heads together on this show. So the next program up on the feed will be the preview show on Friday. Thank you, as always, to Stefan Anderson for production on this episode and to Arjuna Rambopal for additional production supervision. 